Hello readers, welcome back to another episode of the History of Prose podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about the one, the only, the darker shades of magic theory by Victoria D.E.C. This series is one of my favorite series ever, one of my favorite fantasy series. I actually read the first two books way back. But, curious, fun fact, I had never read A Country of Light, the third book, for reasons which will be explained in the following episode. And this summer, the author, Gloria Strong herself, is hosting uh, the official, if you may call it, official, just because she's the author, uh, the official Street of Magic read along. And so in hopes of not only you know gathering new readers, but also getting the fan base, hello guys, and everyone just to catch up, reread, remember, and just getting ready for the release of the book in September. As it so happens, I first read A Darkest Shade of Magic, the first book, in 2016, which was when this book came out in Brazil, in Portuguese, and I was blown away immediately. It was one of the best books of that year. It was a book that completely struck me, you know, I was enthralled in love, and it's so nice because I can talk now with the hindsight of my recent reread. So I finished reading Darker Shade of Magic um, early in June of 2022. So as I'm recording now, it's been a little bit over a month. And it was incredible because the feeling was insane. And I do not remember how good it was. Like, of course you remember, but while you're in the thick of it, like when you're actually actively reading things, like this year, I also reread uh, one of my favorite books. Like I call it my favorite book in life because it's the book I've read the most. If we're not considering sagas and childhood books that I read multiple times, you might know what I'm talking about: wizard stuff, demigod stuff. If we take all of that out and just consider uh not those titles and things big saga it's the book i read the most which was night film by marisha Castle. i've talked about this book in my podcast but i've checked this book everywhere because no one has read this book but me i am the sole person um like recommending this book in the whole internet for the past um years i think it's been different read it and I reread it this year. I'm like, wow, I do not remember how good it was. Even though I do remember, it's my favorite book. And I also reread um, the duology of Six of Crows, which again, mind blowing, was the third time I read those books. And I was also like, I'm in the thick of it, and like it's so good, like I know it, but I don't. And just while you're reading and chewing on the words, you're like, oh my god, I'm never gonna complete perfection. Uh, speaking of, I'm not gonna say any spoilers, okay? Just, just a heads up. I know it's been a couple of minutes. This will be spoiler free. Um, but I do want to have um, just a general thought on the series in my podcast. In fact, I want 
to have some episodes like this one. I do have one one that which I hope will come out before this one, when where I'm talking about the streamer trilogy, which is a spin-off of the Raven Cycle. Because in December, I finally got up the courage to read Grey War, even though it was out for two months. <laughs> but it's because I had some trouble uh, reading the spirit in I'm going to line up things for this one from after. And I do want to have an episode talking about the Raven Cycle, but I do want to read it first. <laughs> Therein lies the issue. I don't know when I'm going to do that, but I really wanted to reread. I've already been feeling the review in my brain. So I thought, okay, when I do that, I can record the episode. And I also want to have an episode um, talking a little bit about the Grishaverse, because I've, although I have like reviews on my blog, and obviously I've talked about it on my, all my platforms because it's one of the most um, formative books I've read. Part of my personality, uh, Cash Brecker is one of my favorite, he's my favorite character, oh my god. And, but I just want to have, like I said, it's sort of like an archive, not just for like someone who just started to follow me and wants to know my thoughts on certain things, but like for myself really, because I like to have it reserved as, okay, this is my thoughts, my emotions, on this book. And it just feels nice because if I'm picking up a series right now, I mean, I'm not picking my series these days but you get the gist if i'm picking up a book that was super formative to me right now or a series or dr academia because i'm always reading dr academia and then I, I sit here and i record and that's frozen in time Woo! good for me i can have all this archive i've been having this archive for almost a little bit over a year now not not almost i mean almost two years of the first episode if i had a little bit of a time off there so let's say a little bit over a year. And I've read things before this podcast started. So anyways, I'm getting sidetracked there. Sorry, this is how my brain works with you. Never had an in-person conversation with me or I send you rambling audio about books and any subject really. Um, my line of thought usually is that I start talking about something and then I dive into three different topics and four after that and then Stop talking about the Anyway, back to the thing. Um, a darker shade of magic. I do not remember how good it was. It's incredible. The writing is so addictive, as I said on my review back in 2016. Um, the first time I read it, as I read it actually in two days, 48 hours. I took a little longer, which is time, but it did keep the sort of um, word schedule i suppose for the read along um third point person point of view like you pointed here i adore tell i i remember distinctively distinctively that i enjoyed the fact that this book has no one at the runners although you know you know you know there will be romance eventually but it's not it's not it's not romantic not any of those three books um and I just remember that I loved it the first time, and I did love it the second time. Fact that this book is closed, so like the plot actually resolves in the first book, and it's like it, it makes me think I should have read, I should have um, researched that before I recorded this, 
because I really had a fear of the without those things. If this book was actually planned to be a standalone, I don't think it ended up being after this book. It looks so much like a standalone. It's so clothed. It's so all the threads are binded. I had to what I did that. All the threads are binded. And it fits, everything fits so perfectly. You're like, oh my God, it could end here right now. And it's perfect. But then she decided to write to more hooks, which is also perfect. I completely, wholeheartedly love the concept of the poor London. This has been in my mind for years. Like I said, 2016 when I first read it. So it's been like what? Four, five, seven years, maybe eight years. I don't know math. Something like that. Okay, seven years. I just counted. Um, and it's something that is phenomenal. I love the concept of the four languages. They're the most clever thought concepts. And it's so simple, but it's so effective, so well executed. Like I said, world building for the ages magic system for the ages, the vibes. I love the blue London, red London, where just flow magic, white London, no magic, gray London, oh, I'm sorry, no, white London, the dying magic, okay, sorry, gray London, no magic, and then black London was consumed by magic. I remember the first time I read this, I was so curious. I was immediately crazy about black London. And, and then I remember that I was also curious because, like I said, it closes off. And I was like, okay, this is trilogy. And it has no cliffhanger for the second book, which is odd. It's unexpected. There's something in the trade. And it was a year later because, like I said, I read the Portuguese edition since the film to 2017. The book came out in 2016 in the US, UK. And then it was translated into the a year after. I read the Gavin Now, feel like the problems. Um, and I did reread right now in July. It took me a little while, you know. Um, because I started, like I said, you just heard him saying that I finished my release of Garden State of Magic early June. You really you heard me say. And I started reading the Golden Chat. It took me a month. And I wasn't reading the whole time. And that's funny because the first time I read this book in my review, the first time I read this book, I'm going to quote my own review here. It took me two days to read this book, but there was a gap of two months between the two days. LOL. Yes, because right. And sort of funny thing happened again on the reread. Um, I was not looking forward to this book because I remember how difficult it was. And honestly, it's the second time I read this book. I'm sorry, this book is the writing. I need to say the only thing holding this book together is the writing. And what a damn fine writing is, it's very unnecessary to figure out what you are. And there's little character development. The character development is going to happen in the third place. And this book has a lot of Lila blog. And I'm going to say something controversial, maybe some unpopular opinion, maybe, but I don't like Lila. You see, if you go to these reviews, the first and second books, I was a fan of Lila Bard when I first read the books in 2016 and 2017. I was all in for her. But now I just feel like mm, she has aged a little. Mm. Now I just feel like she was all over. Mm. Mm. Oh, my God. 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 
kind of vibe of her. I feel like that's something like I feel like she's a very type of character the sentence of the time she was written. AKA, I don't know. I Okay, you could argue with me. Oh, but Sex Exposed was also written then. Yeah! But it doesn't look like this. <laughs> there are other characters, women characters, who like uh, have androgynous vibes and wear pants, but they're written better. I just feel like Lila is, she's kind of stuck. She like, she's, she makes this book look like, oh, this is, this has been written for a while. I don't know how to articulate this feeling, but I was very unimpressed with her. You know, and I just feel like a gathering of shadows is very unnecessary because it's 500 pages of nothing, nothing happens. Literally, there's a cliffhanger on the penultimate chapter, which is an insane cliffhanger, by the way. Kudos to Victoria Club. That was a very well thought cliffhanger. And funny thing, like I said, I was gonna explain why I never read the famous Tarzan Black. You see. I was saying that I read those books translated into Portuguese in Brazil, right? Which was not a year after the original publication date. So the book is not in 2015, Brazil 2016. Gathering of Shadows 2016 came to Brazil 2017. A Conjuring of Light was published in 2017. It was supposed to be published in Brazil in Portuguese in 2018. It never was. Asked the publisher, not me, but it never was. And the years passed. Funny thing, I moved to a different country because <laughs> I don't live in Brazil anymore. I live in Portugal now. And sorry, my voice is getting kind of rough. But... And what happened is that not only the book was never published, I mean, it came out in Portuguese, if I'm not wrong, either 2021 or 2020. I don't know. A um, very ridiculous situation. I think it was after Eddie LaRue, actually, which is weird. I mean, they, maybe they didn't see commercial value until after Eddie was so popular. I don't know, maybe they were quitting the series mid in the middle of the series without finishing the, the last volume. Very annoying. I really hate when publishers do that. And that happens quite a lot in the past. But usually, like, they, they stop publishing after the first, you know, and of series that are, like, longer than three books or maybe three whatever but this one like they have two books out they just needed to finish and you're gonna leave your readers hanging very annoying and okay you might have said why did you didn't you read in english well first of all because these books are different but at the time i didn't read a book really like i said we're, we're talking 2017 and then in 2019 when i did read a book I did buy the ebook of A Conjuring as well, thank you for asking. But that has been um, over three years. And I didn't really remember, and I was like, I'm not connecting with the story. And I was like, okay, let's leave it because a lot of time has passed. And I was like, I wasn't like, the moment I finished Gathering of Shadows, when I was dying and I needed the second, the third book, it passed. So, and then the time, Time just started passing, and so I had the ebook from 2019, did not read. Two years later, 2021, I was like, oh my god, she's gonna release this tonight, I need to catch up with this, I need to reread the first two so I can read the third. I tried rereading it for sure, I don't know what happened then, because I couldn't connect with the book. 
what is that? Like, do because I'm long. I have other stuff to do. When I was like, do you have literally um, what is the word? An ultimatum. I don't know. You need to be done with your review of the first two books so you can read for the first time the third one before the new series comes out. Like that's your deadline. Oh, that's the word deadline. And I was like, okay. I was like that last year, earlier this year, 2023. And I was glad that, like I said, the author hosted this read along because it inspired me to sit down and be like, you need to read this book. And then I picked up Darker Shade, amazing, Gathering a Shadow, not so amazing, no, it's a three star, it's a, it's a fine book, whatever, like I said, it's very good writing, but nothing much happens, and that's frustrating because I was so eager with anticipation, what are you going to give me? And like, I feel like in the whole of the trilogy, you have a very strong search book, incredible introduction, incredible craft, incredible world building. The plot is closed, so it's almost feels like a standalone. It's a very solid five-star book. I'm also a favorite. And then I have a second book that's clearly suffering from mm-hmm. syndrome, also because you know it's, it's just dragging. You're just stalling before the third one, and has amazing, mind-blowing, insane third book, five-star favorite. I will never. I repeat. I will never get over a country of life. And like, it took me six years to read this. And it was fucking worth the wait. I'm gonna have to flag this episode as explicit just because I just swore. But it was fucking amazing. Okay, okay. I've recapped everything that happened in my life. Okay, I'm read this book. You know, you know the deal, you know the deal. Okay, so as I was reading The Gathering of Shadows and this insane place thing that happens on the penultimate chapter, if you've read this book, you know what I'm talking about. And I was free. Like immediately, I opened the Conjuring of Light ebook and started reading. And I was like, oh my god, this is finally happening. Six years in the making, the moment is happening. I'm like, what is that? I'm gonna quote something just because I'm so excited, okay? I'm gonna quote. Our new chance to have dozen ways say hello, but no words for goodbye. When it came to parting ways, they sometimes said last doors, which meant in peace, but more often they chose to say a nausea until another day. Nausea was a word for strangers in the streets and lovers between the meetings. For parents and children, friends and family, it's softening the blow of leaving. Ease the stream of pardon, careful not the uncertainty of today, the mystery of tomorrow. When a friend left, with little chance of seeing time, was it an When a loved one was dying, was it an usher? When torture was burned, driving prison back to the earth and souls to the screen, those left feet instead are not. Nostra brought solace and hope and the strength of life. Look at this. Look at the writing. This is writing. Um, and since like I read all the three very in close proximity, particularly the second and the third, just literally starting one right after the other, I could realize how Victorian writing has such a written to it. This rhythm was on my mind. Like when I when I finished reading Constantine, I was just struck, struck, sorry, 
but this written when I think that's the first book that I read after I'm having difficulties connecting with this writing because the story of writing is still impressed in my soul like I couldn't get over the fact of how good it was I loved every minute every second of a conjuring of life this is one of the most incredible books I've ever read and this is the type of book that this is the type of book that all the time I'm not reading so much I'm I'm having a shower and doing a yoga practice I'm having lunch I'm washing my hair I'm doing my nails I'm going on a run I'm sleeping I'm, I'm right I'm right on the comfort of the TV and I'm on this exquisite sweet book when I get up to my course and this is the type of book that makes life just living for serious Stop writing it at a time of sleep. I craved, I devoured, I stabled it. It was incredible stress. The stakes in the books are, are so much bigger. Like, if you compare to the first one, you really can see how far we've come, how far the characters have come, how far the magic, how far the entire magic. Everything got so much bigger. And, oh my god, like, what is that? And speaking of Antari, I love them. I love them all. Um, I, I also, I would like to point out that I never got spoiled for this book. Isn't that funny? It took years and I never got spoiled. I still cannot believe it. But I always saw people talking about, oh, Holland is so incredible. I don't want him. And I was like, why? Because, you know, we leave Holland in a certain way at the end of the first book. I'm not going to say because I don't want to spoil anything. And then, we see Holland in a certain way, in a certain way. I'm sorry, the first and the second. And I'm like, oh, why is he the favorite character of so many people? What about Holland? And now I know. And he is. I feel like he might actually be my favorite character. Easily. Like, I get it, guys. I get it, everyone. All right, I just got here. But yes, I get it. I get it so much. And I feel like it's commendable, the craft that Schwab has in constructing him as a character and developing him as a character. And he's one of the best characters she's ever written. And like, this is really a truly, a development of a character. He starts in a way in the first book and the journey he goes through and where he does. I mean, if you think about this, all of her characters of these series, like Kel, Lila, Rai, they all go through major changes. So, Holland in particular, like I was really, really struck by this. I feel like both his construction and the writing she has in the country of life is left me totally speechless and everything. Completely awestruck. And I will work with everything she writes. I'm kidding. No, but seriously though, I was like, no words. Like, I did. I, I got this feeling of euphoria. It's a euphoria. It's a delight that I'm reading. I'm like, oh, I wish I could talk to someone about this because I'm having a meltdown of how good it is. And I feel like breathless like I am right now trying to convey the meaning of what I'm saying. Because it's so good. And like I said, I'm going on a run or I'm going to sleep. I'm like, I'm, oh my God, this book is this. Okay, thank God I'm alive right now and I found this and I can pick it up and read it because it changes my life. And mind you, I've said multiple times during the recent 
moments of this process that I am not reading much fantasy these days, which is so what I was talking about my fantasy. Wild, fine, cosmic fantasies of her. And I'm talking about the place that I'm right like this is why you know i get it this is why i, I read fantasy in the first place because like if you think about this i read this in 2015 i was i was i was what 17 and two i confused this is why i read this series right here is a good example of why i read fantasy and i love the ending of a country of life i imagine like i am so shocked like, i'm still reeling from that it's been over a week okay and i don't think i'm gonna get over this and i also feel so excited because we're having i know we're gonna have a new book but the way it ends it's people like oh this could be could be an open door you know this could be like oh maybe she could find a work something else she will there will be another book but the, even if there wasn't another book, the ending is so good. Like, it's so cinematic. I could I can see it clearly on my head. In fact, I need to say this. I need to say this very loud and clear. I would love for our Doctor Kid of Magic to be adapted into an animated series. I know there has been talent that makes you have sold the right for a movie. I don't care. I just want to say it. I just want to speak my mind. I would like to see an animated series. I would love to see the colors of the London on the animated series. The powers of the Antari on the animated series. So much stuff that I would like to see on the animated series. That's what I, I want to say. Like, imagine a series like, like Arcane. Wow, that would be, that would be the change. Um, I, I, I'm gonna say, but I'm a tiny little bit worried about the new series. Because, I mean, the third book really did wrap everything with such a nice goal. But at the same time, I just trust Victoria so much. I just trust her and I trust that she has a story to tell and like six years have gone by since the book was published and even more because I think she wrote it like you know two years prior or whatever and, like her writing her craft like usually we like to think as authors as a uh, constantly um, honing their craft you know getting even better at what they do because they write so much so you're going to improve because you keep working on your craft or on your art and so that makes me just so freaking excited because her writing is better now and she's gonna do so much incredible stuff with these characters and anyway that's it after 60 years i'm here i get it now guys i'm here i'm completely transformed by this i'm so glad i finally did it was amazing truly I recommend this series so much. Although I know I said about the second book, but like I said, it has good writing, so at least the good writing can push you through, even though it has no plot. But you know, the first and the last book, this, I'm gonna hold these books in my heart forever. And yes, I just did read the Sheet of Magic, so it's gonna be a while before I feel up to picking up that again. But I know that I will eventually, like in 10 years. In five years, in 20, in 30, I will forever read because that's a good book. And I cannot, like, for a country of life, I cannot wait for the next time I read it because I know, like, I know the next time I won't reread the first two because they've been read two, they've been read twice already. And I cannot wait to go back to that year. Like, one day, it's so good. Um, and with that, this is the episode. If you're looking for hello, and I'm so excited for Threads of Power. It's not that I wasn't excited before, I was. 
right, I don't know what's gonna happen because I never finished the other one, so I am excited reasonably. And I'm like, yeah, bring it on, I'm super ready, I finished the release. <laughs> you can clearly see by my voice and I of how much this series makes me super excited about it. And anyways, we're running out of time here. <laughs> I'm going to finish. And if you've listened to this part, thank you. Go pick up the Dark Shade of Magic series. You still have time. If you don't, you can subscribe to the if you've never read. Or if you just want to recap, you can see the videos that Victoria is posting on her YouTube. If you don't have time to reread, that is, you can follow the videos and you can refresh your memory. And get ready because September is coming and Fragile Dragonflower is coming. And yeah, girl, is ready. Okay, I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.